Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen. Sing, 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 sing his praises. Sing praises to the Lord. 
Oh God, come on, y'all doing well. Oh my God, yeah. Oh Sing praises with understanding.
give them your loudest hand clap tonight. Awesome. Beautiful. I don't like your hand clap. Let it be louder. Let it be louder. And on that note, on that note, I want to ask you to please lift up your two hands and let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be in your presence. Thank you for church. Thank you for the choir. Thank you for our instrumentalists. Thank you for the blessing of your great goodness. Thank you for gathering us. And we thank you for your word. Which is a light to our path. And a lamp to our feet. Thank you for the interest we have in you. Thank you for touching our hearts. Tonight, it's a prayer that you grant us access into realms of revelation. Amen. So we can see our way clearly. Thank you for those online. Yes. Thank you for what you are doing with your lives. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing. Of another constituency oh. of the spiritual family. Keep blessing us, Lord. Yes. And may we experience your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. What a blessing to have you in church. And what a blessing to have our online congregation as well. I mean it when I say that you are welcome to church. And I believe that God is working in our lives. He's doing great things with our lives. Your best life is the life you live with God. That's your best life. Your best life is not your, your holidays in Monaco or the Maldives. Your best life is not spending time in Ada or Edukrum. Pram, pram. Your best life is the life you live in God, in Christ. So, today, it's my privilege to share God's word with you. And um, Father, I thank you that your spirit is here. 
Jesus' name. Amen. How I pray for you that God will open your eyes to see the uselessness of the things we are chasing. Why I became quiet was I I wanted to find a better language than English to use. It's amazing. From the day we are born, we start chasing unreal things. When you are a little boy and your mother is serving the food, you start dreaming of the time you pour your own milk. You start dreaming of the time you choose your own mix. A few days ago, I finished eating and there was meat in the soup. I looked at it. I said, no. Life is useless. (laughs) It's very useless. You dream about your best meal. Because the upper prancer in front of you is not something you really want to eat. Yeah. I mean, how, how, can, how can you eat cassava porridge? And they didn't mash everything. They left some of the things so that it would be the meat. Like yam porridge. Cocoa yam porridge. Why? Why? So as you are eating the yam porridge, there's one that they use gary to do. Gary, like, it's like porridge. Put the gary in hot water. You see that? It swells. Not, not, not ever. You see, it swells. It's, an, it's a lot, so it's like porridge. If you put one teaspoon into it, then it becomes white. Oh Lord, forgive us our sins. (laughs) And all this time you are dreaming that one day all these things will pass and you will have your real meat, your your real rice and then when that day comes and you have the meat, you can't eat it. You can't eat it. You live in a house there's a lot of sugar but you can't eat it. But when you were a child, you would take one cube and crack it, crack the cube, and give one half, one half. So it it it, it begins. It begins with deception. Then you go to school, primary school. You are a student, class three girl. You fall in love with your headmaster. 
class 3 girl you fall in love with your headmaster class 5 boy you fall in love with your class teacher when she's writing on the blackboard and she turns herself and you go mad in the classroom please sit down I want to end the service The girls don't understand. See, a lot of the girls, they fall in love with the school prefect. And the guy hasn't noticed you. And you are in your dormitory crying that the school prefect has not noticed you. I mean, it goes on and on and on. You see, we are chasing things. Then eventually, even the one who gets to marry the school prefect finds him normal and not so great a guy what is this what is this what are all these you dream one day you travel the day you go to America then when you go to America you want to return and those who don't return never come back But ladies and gentlemen That's where God tries to heal The uselessness of life By giving us something better To do with our lives God tries to heal us By First of all, putting an interest for him in our hearts. That's why you are here. The young boys, your your friends, they don't go to church. Yes. They don't go to church. They are drinking and fooling in town. Even as I'm preaching now, most of your friends are sleeping because they must wake up around... 10 30 and start destroying their lives overnight. Ladies and gentlemen, God loves us and He wants to heal us because life is truly useless. Those who eventually get the money you see that they can't enjoy the money they can't enjoy the money then they start standing for elections different elections a way of spending it but you see that it's not normal so for you to sit in church It's one of God's prescriptions to heal the uselessness of your life. Very important. Very important. And when you sit in church as a believer, then God arranges your life so that he can bless you. Because the world out there is a cursed life. 
the world out there is cursed. Nothing is real. You see the celebrities you are dying for. They are not happy in their homes. Nine out of ten of them in worldwide, not, a lot of them, not nine, maybe seven out of ten, they are on drugs. Yeah. When I say drugs, I don't mean cocaine or weed. Some are, but some of them are taking medications even to, to overcome depression. One of my surprises in recent times is comedians who are taking antidepressants. Very common. Comedians that you would have thought that oh the guy is so happy, pa he's so happy, so he just comes around to make us happy also. No, he's the most depressed. So as you sit there thinking that your life is not a good life and their shining life is a great life, what you don't know is that you are ten times better than them. I want to thank God that he healed my life by getting me born again. And then comes the real thing he wants to do for your life. is to bless you. It's to bless you. A blessing is God's intervention in your life to make things better than they ought to be. So once you settle in church the next agenda is blessings. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless me. He wants to bless you also. Yeah. I'm saying it again because it, it, it's I don't think you got the moment. There are moments in every service. One of such moments is right now, what I've said. Once you settle down, the next thing is that God wants to now bless you. Anybody who comes to him, like you and I have come to him, the big thing about coming to him, like you've come to him, is a blessing. A blessing. Psalm 65 and verse 4. Blessed is the man whom you choose. You see how he chose you from your family? He chose you from your friends? I mean, as you sit here, your friends are not here. Your brothers and sisters are not here. Your, 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 the people, your classmates are not here. Yes, that is a choosing. Select you. Somebody went on outreach and met you, engaged you, and brought you to church. Meanwhile, you are among friends who are not here. The English word is choose. He's chosen you. And when God chooses you like this, he says that the first word is blessed. You are blessed. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I am blessed. 
blessed. To be blessed means that God is involved. And his involvement makes that which is difficult for others easy for you. His involvement makes you enter places where others were prevented from entering. That's a blessing. His involvement makes you have something that others are not having. Like to have peace of mind that everybody around doesn't have the peace of mind. That's the blessing. His blessing is when you are standing, when a thousand are falling on your right and ten thousand on your left side. Others are falling, but you are standing. You see, your blessing is the difference God makes your life. As your friends are having sex, getting pregnant, aborting at age 17, 18, you are a chorister and a choir leader. That's your blessing. Your difference is your blessing. When you look at your life, how is it possible my life is like this and my classmates and my friends are not like this? That is your blessing. That's your blessing. I don't know if there's anybody here in the university. They are on drugs. The campuses are now major drug pushing terrains. If your child goes to the university and comes back after four years as a normal person, you must come and give a thanksgiving offering to God. That is why the church which is a fortress is also extended to the campus life. So we, we, we take the church and we chase them there because without the church on campus, they are, they, they are destroyed lives. Some never even come out with the degree they went in to get. You don't come out with it. Like when I was in secondary school, when we are doing our O level, the person who was first in our class, when we entered the school, he was, I don't want to say it in the microphone. He was somewhere else. That's a vanity. The uselessness. So I want to announce to you, because many things happen to us, and we don't know that they are great things. I want to say that it's a great thing that you are sitting in church. You are a member of a church. God's house. I mean, you have entered God's house. It's a great thing to you. That's what I want to say. It's a great thing. Don't lose it. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. This is your blessing. My dear, please come.
You see your hat, your shiny dress, your boots, the singing. This is your difference, oh. This is your blessing. Don't play with it. Don't, don't, don't lose it. This is it. You'll be amazed that the events of the rest of your life are linked to this hat you are wearing and this shiny dress and the boots you are wearing and the singing. Don't lose it. And just as she must not lose what she has, you too, the chair you are sitting on, it's your blessing. Oh, don't lose the chair. Thank you. So, if, if, if you can sit down, because we just received news that Saturday evenings people shouldn't stand in the church service. So you've come. You are sitting here. You are sitting here. You could have been sitting in a police station now. So my announcement today is that this is your blessing. Sitting here is your blessing. It's your blessing. Now, So what do we do? It is my blessing and so what? And so you must listen to me. Like how being in church in your nice dress Saturday evening if it is true that this is your blessing if it is true and it is true that this is your blessing then you must begin to live a life that sustains this blessing otherwise you will lose it make choices It's not a secret that people lose their blessing. If a job is a blessing, people lose jobs. If a relationship is a blessing, people lose relationships. If a marriage is a relationship, it's a blessing, then people divorce. So they lose that blessing. What I'm saying is that blessings are lost. Including the blessing of even being a firstborn. People lose it like Esau. I mean you can be a firstborn with special privileges attached. And you can by decisions and choices and steps lose the blessing. So, blessings are lost. Maybe it's a very, very important point you must note. 
Say it after me. Say, I can lose my blessing. Oh, I'm preaching. I thought I was just talking. But I'm preaching. Say it again, mommy. Say, I can lose my blessing. And for a lot of us here, if this is your blessing, then losing it may mean being in jail. Yes. Losing this blessing of being in church, if you lose it, it may mean that as a girl, a day will come, you will have three children with seven fathers. I used to say this some time ago thinking I was just making a statement. So a sister in a service after church came and said, how did you know that somebody can have four children with six fathers? She said, my big sister has that. She came to tell me. She has four children and the men involved are six. I said, wow. To be honest, I've not seen some before. But I just felt that it could happen. Yes. For some of you, losing this privilege of sitting in church may mean returning to a life of drugs. For some, you will not return to, but you will grow into. Because all the males in your family are drunkards. God has just exempted you and he has, he has pinned you in this life in the church so that you don't become like them. That's why I'm saying that you must make sure you don't lose this blessing. Because blessings are lost. Somebody online is listening to me very carefully. Yeah. There's somebody watching me right now. You have a relationship with an important person. You've lost it. Yes, but you don't know you've lost it. It will never be normal again. You didn't behave well. You didn't behave well. Know what is a blessing. Know it. And to know what is a blessing, you must, be, you must know that the, the life is an accursed life. Nobody is meant to do well. Forget about these skyscrapers and buildings. There's nothing in them. There's nothing in them. You drive through the rich parts of Accra. You see buildings, mansions, quiet. Quiet. Then you go to Jamestown. The small room, but the music coming from that room. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's where the life is. Yes. But you and I are admiring them. The big house, the gardens with cars. There's just depression, drugs, violence. I don't want to mention other details. What you have is a great thing. So if you will sit down I will just talk to you 
anything that is good can be lost. Think of it. Just go to town. Anything that is good in your life can be lost. Tonight, I've singled out the blessing of being in church. You can lose it. The blessing of being with God, you can lose it. You can lose it. And when you lose it, it is equal to the will of your enemies being done. God brings us here. To make us escape the evils in town. The depression, the drugs, the uselessness of life. And Satan is a very good advertising agent. He advertises well. Yes, because a lot of advertisement is lies. And the best liar is Satan. He's the one who can let feces look like jollof. You are eating it. You think you are eating something good. But everybody sees that. Ah, but what you are doing is wrong. Only you, you see, think it's a great thing. Satan, he can discolor your eyes. Be careful. Sitting in church is one of the best things that ever happened to any human being on earth. The answers you can't find in life. David said, then until I entered the house of God, he had questions. But when he entered the house of God, he said, then understood I. End. I just want to beg you tonight. I want to beg you. God has, it's taken God a lot of effort to get you to be sitting where you are sitting. It's not a small thing for you to sit here. It's not a small thing. Don't, don't, don't make God a fool. So we are just discussing how to keep this blessing because if it's something you can lose then you must know how to keep it you must know how to keep it that's why from age 22 24 you start working you realize that no when I'm 60, 70 I can't be working with such strength so I must keep some money must keep some money. So when I'm 60 and above and I, and I don't have any strength, I can spend that money. So you learn that there is some pension fund or there's some insurance, something, social security, you put the money there only to discover that on earth nothing is safe. You find, you find human beings are cutting your hair when you are bald. 
the one who is bald has no hair is the one whose hair is being cut beautiful anybody who puts his trust in the systems of the world you are not different from a grasshopper put your trust in the systems of the world American systems to be in church is not a small thing I saw something. Maybe uh, I shouldn't look for it. It will take a little time. But a research I saw yes, two days ago. A big research has been conducted in America. Just released. And it shows that suicide rates, drugs, and all the social evils began to surge in America when church attendance went down. Yes. I can, I can put the link on the pages for you to see. Scientific research. That a low rate of church attendance is one of the major hallmarks of suicide rates, high suicide rates, drugs, murder, and all the social ill. It's now been officially linked to church. That when people, because now they don't go to church anymore. When America was going to church, those things were down and low. So you may not know that where you are sitting now is actually an escape route God has provided for your own from from your destruction. That losing here may mean suicide one day. Taking drugs one day. Committing murder one day. It's not a small thing because the church is the house of God. God, God in heaven. His house is where you are sitting. His house is where you are sitting. His house is where you are sitting. So, the best news I can give you is that you must do the things that will keep this blessing. Tell you, this is my blessing. Yeah, tell the person that, tell your neighbor that I was waiting to have money to go to America as my blessing. Not only that this is the blessing. Oh, tell somebody, say, I thought having a car was the blessing. Say, I'm surprised. My mind wasn't working well at all. The pastor has explained that it's not the car. It's not the big house. This is your blessing. This is my blessing. Where I'm sitting. Everything comes from here. Can you clap your hands?
I am not intending to lose this privilege. If I lose it, it's over for me. It's over. So how do you keep it? How do you keep it? You keep it by diverting in English words. This is how to keep your blessing. You keep it by diverting all the energy you would have spent chasing useless things. That energy, you divert it into working in the house of the Lord. You labor in the house of the Lord. Because the element of labor can never be taken out of life on earth. Labor, working, and sweating can never be taken out of life. There, there is no life in God. There, there's nothing, there's no life. There, there's no great life anywhere that has the element of work outside of it. Once you are here on earth, work and labor must be an integral part of your activities. So you will discover that anything that doesn't have the element of work in it, work, once you don't put in hard work, it becomes very funny and not nice. I'll say it again. On earth here, work must accompany every enterprise, any endeavor, any undertaking, anything. Mention what you are doing. Is it school? Is it a bank? Is it a farm? Wherever. Work. If you go to school and you don't work, you are easily likely not to do well in life and will not be different from somebody who didn't go to school. Because even right now, the current university system is like class six in the 50s. In the 50s and 60s and 70s. Class six is a university. When my mother was in class six, she spoke better English than university graduates. You don't seem to understand the message, so I want to welcome Mary to sing. Then we can end. Let's clap our hands and receive. I should preach. When you take work out of marriage, it ends up in divorce. 
Wherever there is divorce, somebody didn't want to work. There's only one cause of divorce. The husband didn't want to work. The wife didn't want to work. Or both of them didn't want to work. Because anything you work, once you, in, in, you put work into something, it becomes nice. Now, there is something about work. I'm building on something. There's something about work you also need to know. Work in school, work in the office, work in the shop, work on the farm, work in politics, work, 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 work. One of the things you should know about work on earth is that much as work is required on earth a lot of work is useless the the, the English word is contradictions and paradoxes it's needed in marriage in business that's a very good singer work she can tell you what work she's done and how others don't do that same work. So when they stand there, it's as if she is blessed and she somebody is not blessed. But it is work that has differentiated them. So work is important, but a lot of work is useless. It's useless. It's a contradiction. You stand for elections. You put in a lot of work. You work and work and work and work and work and work and work. By the time the election is over, even where you voted, there was no vote. Your own polling station. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. Online, I don't know whether you know. I'm saying that. Where you stood to vote, there's no vote. And your wife went to vote. Your driver went to vote. Your children. That is where you had zero. And they'll prove it to you. They'll bring out the ballot papers and show it with pink sheets. Let's go Makuta It's useless. You work and work and work and work when working in an office, thinking that you'll be noticed, you'll be rewarded. Work and work and work. You see, as you are there, after four years, suddenly, a girl with long legs from Waterhall enters the office. Then they give you a smaller desk at the basement in a corner with a fan. A fan. And a ledger book to fill. And the girl from Waterhall with long legs is on the second floor wearing suit and has a car she's using she just came she has a car and a laptop when you are filling a ledger book with a fan so work is important but on earth a lot of what we do the love you show a man you cook for him 
you give yourself to him. You smile. You do all. Only to hear that he's sleeping with your younger sister. Your younger sister. Yeah. The, on, b- before the wedding night, he was having sex with the maid of Anna. And you have given yourself to him. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. It says that, be ye steadfast and unmovable. Always abounding in the work of Ghana Commercial Bank. Always abounding in the work of total energies. No. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that it is this type of work that is not useless. Only this one. Many of you sitting now, you will use your life to test this. You will be 50 years. You will remember me. I said it, but you wouldn't listen. You spent your energy chasing the wind. Continue living your life. There is a work. There is a work. Only that work is not useless. Neither am I stopping you from going to the hospital on Monday. Go and work. But don't don't make that place the destination of your destiny. Go and work. Go and be a Fuel pump attendant. Go. Accounts clerk. Go. Be a shop assistant. Go. Go and work. Be a doctor in the hospital. Be a nurse in the hospital. Be an accountant. Go and work. Do your catering. Cook the food. Go and work. But it's just a matter of time. You will sit down and know that under the sun. It's vanity, uselessness of uselessness. But you will discover that the only thing, the only sweating that is not useless is called the work of the Lord. So, any pastor, any pastor who doesn't introduce you to the work of the Lord is deceiving you. I'm telling any pastor who will encourage you to be a politician, be in, 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 in business and command money and his, his messages are to, like, to be a man of influence. I'm telling you that he's deceiving you because you will never get what you are looking for. Those who are in positions of influence, they did not set out to get it. Nobody, the Bible says that the one who loves silver will never be satisfied with silver. And which I said, you will never get to the place where you will get what you are looking for. 
What is the meaning of satisfaction? Satisfaction is that I was looking for this and I've got it. That's satisfaction. If you can sit down, I'll end the message. Satisfied. Oh, I'm satisfied in this job. What does it mean? All the things I was looking for, the car to go to work, fuel, the, the, the atmosphere, the environment, working environment, the staff are nice. It's a nice place, good salary. I'm satisfied. You are looking for something and you find it. I'm satisfied. Nobody writes an exam looking for grade A. Who gets grade E says that he's satisfied. Normally, your expectations are met and beyond. Then we use the English word satisfied. Till you want no more. I said till you want no more. That's why somebody can eat and there's meat in the stew. He's looking at the meat. He can't eat again. It's okay. And the Bible says that the one who loves money will never find the money. Is that in English? You will never, I'm saying that the people you know who are wealthy, ask them, they never set out to get wealth. He had an idea. What did he try? He wasn't satisfied. Some would leave the university. You say, I, I, I was on campus. I, was, I, I wasn't satisfied. I wanted to try out my app. I wanted to try out this. I want this. Go to Hollywood. That Denzel Washington's and so there are five. There are five. Go there, you see. People committing suicide. Satisfaction comes only when you set your heart not on silver, but on God and his kingdom and his work. According to Matthew 6 and verse 33. This is Bishop Edwin Ago preaching. Stay tuned. Do you sense an urgency to pray? Is there a burden to wage war spiritually through intense intercession? Then join the online army on the Church in Your House Facebook page this and every Saturday at 4am. Remember, the Facebook address is The Church in Your House with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. This and every Saturday dawn at 4am. Every knee will bow to the power of prayer. I want to tell you, I've been told that I've got five more minutes. Don't break your heart. Please help me, help me, help me. I need your help. Tell your neighbor, don't break your heart. Tell the other person, please don't break your heart. Say, this, this world, on this earth, in this world we live, you can easily break your heart. Don't break your heart. Say, concentrate on the work of the Lord. That one will give you satisfaction in Jesus' name.
And you see, the satisfaction is that. The work of God you will do will be fulfilling. That's satisfaction. And then, all the other things you were not chasing after, that your classmates are chasing after, you rather who are in church, that's where the envy comes. That's what they call pastors thieves. That's what they call Christians swindlers and hypocrites because they don't seem, but they are worth. They are not looking for money. Rather, they are the ones that have the money. Yes. Today, I want to introduce this book to you. Labor. 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 Not useless labor. Learn it all. You see, one of our problems, which is natural, it, it, it's, I, can, I can understand you why your mind will work that way. Anything that a lot of people are not doing doesn't impress you. Like if you were to go on Facebook now and on your news feed or you go to some news outlet, you read that everybody in the world is serving God. Everybody is in church. Everybody is a Christian. Suddenly you see that your Christian life will be meaningful to you because you are doing something that everybody is doing. I'll take it again. Imagine you go on Facebook right now. Take your phone, go to Facebook. So then everything you read, celebrities are now going to church. Nightclubs are being changed, are being turned into church houses. Every news item, ministers are getting born again. All the slave queens are now, are now choristers in church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm saying that go on Facebook, Facebook, and check. You see that all the every news item, all the ministers are born again. Everybody's a Christian. All the schools have become Christian schools, and there's church everywhere. Everywhere, uh, every every lotto kiosk has become a Bible selling agency. You see that suddenly you will feel proud. That this, this is my life. This is the life. The world is now lining up. But ladies and gentlemen, it will never happen. It will never happen. Anybody waiting for slave queens to become choristers, ministers to be born again, and all the schools to be Christian, well, you, it will never happen because the Bible says that narrow is the way and few are those who walk on that way. That leads to life. It's narrow. I'm preaching, baby. It will never be a broad road. 
So better understand that this life you and I are living, like the message I'm preaching, labor to be blessed, is one of the most uncommon and nonsensical messages. If you are waiting for God's wisdom to line up with the world's wisdom before you see it as great wisdom, then you are a fool. You are a fool. You are a fool. Because you are saying that there is no God. Because the God we have says that those who follow him, they will always, let me tell you, the righteous will always be in the minority. It will never happen on earth that godly people, righteous people, even in the church, it will never happen that most church members will be interested in serving God. No. No. Only a few. Whatever is right at any level. It's like how, how all of us have come to church. We in the church are in the minority when it comes to social statistics. Now, in the church also, those who are doing the right thing by serving him, singing for him, dancing for him, preaching, having basentes, they are also few. Every time, at every level, those who do the right thing are few. It will ne- no preaching will change it. There's no pastor, there's no anointing on earth that can convert an entire church into ministers. Always, those who respond are few. So when you are doing something, I'm talking about a mind you must have. When you are doing something that God has called you to do, don't expect a lot of people to like it. Don't expect to be popular. Don't expect to be the, 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 the toast of the class. I said, don't expect to be the toast of the class. Don't expect to be the main person among your friends. I'm saying that the righteous, they will always permanently be few. No anointing can change it. These are the words of Jesus. Few. So if you are the type who wants a lot of people to be holy before you join them, then go on. Continue blowing yourself. Continue. Continue. Continue living your life. Because that, the sinful life, plenty. If you take your car right now, you will need to drive for five minutes on this road before you find a place where people are drinking. But you must drive for one hour before you find people sitting in church, receiving the word, enjoying the word, and serving God. We are always constantly the minority. Straight is the way, is the gate. Narrow is the way, which leadeth to life. And and what? Most people are on it. How many are on it? How many are on it? That's all. So if you are expecting all your friends to be happy with you before you get serious with God. No. Those who get serious with God, they have a mind that Charlie, just like, like what I'm doing now, not, not even 2% of the people in my life are doing this. Even that we are having a Saturday evening service. 
Go to Accra. Roam around and f- look for a church service like we are having like this. Never. You find it one, two. Personally, as a pastor in this city of Accra, I know of only three, two places apart from this place. Only two that I know. Few. Few. The rest, we have changed it to prayer meetings. So when you are doing something, so nobody is doing it. I'll take it again. Anything God tells you to do, don't look around. Just do it. Because if you look around, you won't do it. If you look around, expecting that this is doing it, those who obey God, they are lonely. Those who obey God, they are lonely. Expect to be lonely among your friends. Expect to be lonely in your family. Expect to be lonely among your classmates. Expect to be lonely in your area. Expect to be lonely among your class WhatsApp group. Those who obey God, they are lonely because they are fed with you. So few that the voice of godlessness seems to be the right voice. That is why one of the ways to keep this blessing is to labor. Labor here. It's called the work of the Lord. Yeah. And this book, the title is Labor to be Blessed. And it shows you the different, different things. Maybe let me just pleasure your ears with a few. Labor, labor for the blessings of those who give. Any point I will mention. The people are few. All these things are church related things. Labor for the blessings of those who give. Labor for the blessings of church builders. Most of you sitting here, all you have done this evening is to just put your buttocks on a bus seat. The people who organize the service, they are very few. Compared to the hundreds that are sitting there. Labor to be associated with blessed people is few. Only a few people will be they will fight to be close to those who are blessed. Most Christians in churches are in relationships with useless people. Most of you here, your best friends are useless useless people. They have no impact on your life. The church and the pastors and the leaders who are going to change your life are the very people you don't even want to pick their calls. Labor for exemption from evil. Few. 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 If we are, I bring some military men here with guns firing in the air, 
and they come and to a stage and like hundred soldiers with guns. Everybody put your phone down and walk out and we check the phones. <laughs> but if we find you living with a phone, we'll shoot you dead. Leave your phone with a password by the side on the paper. <laughs> if we enter your phone, you, if we enter your phone, If we look at your browsing history, including those you have deleted, yes. Why do you think most people now are on Snapchat? And now WhatsApp also, you can also dissolve your messages. It's, it's to it's to make it easy for you to fool, easy for you to 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 live an evil life. To make it easy for you. So you take the phones. There's nothing. There's no chat. Meanwhile, the things that have passed into vapor. Labor. For the blessings of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Few. Tonight, you can also determine that you are joining the few. If only you make up your mind that you are not into fans and you are not going to receive hand claps and you don't want people, you don't don't care who claps for you or who doesn't clap for you, who says you've done well and who says you've not done well. Once it is God and His ways, you will choose it. Whether they clap for you or they don't clap, that's how we are standing here. We we, we, We didn't get here by having a mind to be clapped for. But rather, let's listen to those who are clapping for us. Listen to those who are clapping for us. Those who want to be clapped I went for a funeral about two months ago. And an important person in this country came there. I won't mention him. They began to hoot at him. Hoots. I was there. An important person's wife had died. And it happened. I had a relationship with the person. So I was there. I couldn't believe it. How useless life can be. A person that only if you when his car is passing, everybody must stand up. Oh. Oh, may you choose the right things for your life. So may you choose the right things for your life. I said, may you choose the right thing. May you select what will benefit you. And what will benefit you is to give your life to work for the Lord. It's a type of work. I invite you. I invite you. Be an employee in the church. How can you sit here? Can you please sit down? I want to end the message. How can you sit here? You are doing nothing in the church. Except to come and sit here. I take it that you didn't know and you've heard it tonight and because of that you will change. 
to sit here. You are, you are listening to me. You are a member of this church. And you are doing nothing. The only thing you do in this service is to come and sit here. It means that you were not meant to do well in life. Like when the prophet confronted King Amazia and King Amazia asked him to shut up. What he said was that I now know that God has determined to destroy you. Yeah. I don't know if you got the point I'm making. A prophet went to confront a king who was misbehaving and the king shut him up. Get him. Who, who, who made you my advisor? Shut up. If you speak again, I'll have you killed. And the prophet, his response was that by what you've said, I am convinced that the Lord has determined to destroy you. And he was destroyed. By sitting in church and doing nothing means something to me. I don't want to say it with my lips. Then the prophet forbear and said, I know that God has determined to destroy you. There are some things when you do them, it's a sign that you are meant to be destroyed. Somebody just heard me online. I said there are certain things. You see, there's a, there's a way to behave. The Greek word, sorry for bringing Greek here, but the Greek word is the ethos. The ethos. There's a system of behavior in every area of life. Now, when you are in a church like this, a church like this, with the messages that are being preached, with the things God is doing, and you are still determined that you are not going to get involved, you just come once a while and rather give your life to the vanities of the world, then I can say with the prophet that God has determined to destroy you. Labor for the blessing of those who build the house of God. Labor for that one. There's a blessing that comes on those who build. Those who join. The service we're having, these are builders. They are, they are joining. That, that man there behind the video is a builder. This man standing here is a builder. Any flyer you see, he built it. This man is a builder. This is a builder. She just carries offering bags. It's a builder. I am building. All these in black tops, they are builders. Now, the blessing in the house of God, they are not on people who just come and sit in the church. That's a blessing which falls on those who are building. Building. Haggai chapter 1. I'm sure you are saying, what kind of preaching that there's no verse. So let's read the verse before we close. 
you are a pastor you preach and preach and preach and there's no verse in the preaching there's a verse now Haggai chapter 1 verse 4 is it time for you verse 3 then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet saying verse 4 this is the word of the Lord and tonight a word has come to someone so is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses you want to live in your roofed houses and this house lies waste there are empty chairs by you, behind you alright, you want to have a good house and my house is empty, beautiful verse 5, look at verse 5 he says consider your way, says the Lord your ways always, it's your ways your ways. Say your ways. Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Say your ways. Your ways are not correct ways. Say check your ways. Say check your ways. Yes, check your ways. Consider your ways. Verse 6. Next verse. You have sown much. I said there's a blessing that comes upon those who build the house of God. You sow much and you bring in little. You eat but you don't have enough. I had a friend in secondary school. He said he, when he eats, he doesn't get satisfied. He just gets tired. When he stops, it means he's tired. He's not, it's not that he's satisfied. That's a case. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's nobody warm. Everybody is shivering. Meanwhile, you are wearing winter coats. And the one who earns wages, earns wages to put it into a bag with holes. Say the blessing of church builders. So, so when you don't build the church, this is what happens to your life. What satisfies others easily? You have it. You are never full. You drink water. You are so thirsty. You get a job. You earn money. But you don't know what you've done with the money. Because it's a curse. So, what is the solution? Verse 7. Solution. That said the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. Next verse. Go up to the mountain. This is how to cure the curse. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified. Said the Lord. Verse 9. You looked for much and lo, it came to little. You see, I, I, I talked about satisfaction. The one who loves money, who loves silver. This is a, they are looking for the silver. They never get it. You look for the CDs. Only you, when you are about to change it to dollars, then the dollar will jump from four CDs to 20 Ghana. Only you. When it was time to do your business in dollars. You looked for much. It came to little. 
Look at it. You look for a lot. You are looking for 1,000. You ended up getting 180 or 175. When you wanted 1,000, you are left with 120. And then when you brought the 120 home, I did blow upon it. <sighs> Say, God is wild. Tell me about God is wild. I did blow upon it. <sighs> Why? Said the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste. And you run every man to his own house. Yes. Anybody who doesn't join to build the church. First of all, anything you are looking for, you will get less than one twentieth of it. If it is love, you will marry, but the love in the marriage will be superior. Hey, wake up! Sopi, sopi. Everybody is enjoying a husband. Nice marriage, nice marriage, nice marriage. Nice. Only you, we're going to marry. That thing has become Sakawa. It's true. She's got her children in the house. Her children, fine. Her children, fine. Her children, fine. Only you. That thing has turned left. It has turned away. Left. At the base of all the personal difficulties of Christians is a life that is not committed to his house. At the base of it. At the, at the, at the, at the foundation of all the personal challenges is a life. Today, I want to be wicked to advise you. I want to give you a piece of wicked advice. Don't serve God. <laughs> Don't serve God. And see how your life will be. Use your life to write a paper. That's a wicked advice. Because why? Why am I giving wicked advice? Because all the preaching hasn't changed you. That hasn't changed you. So I must now turn left. And meet you where you are already. Stay where you are. Don't change. Don't change. Don't change. Keep attending church. Keep just come and sit in the church. Don't change. Don't join the basenta. Don't. Don't do anything. Don't mind me. Remain like this. Don't change. Come once a while. Never be committed. Don't be committed. Just enter the church. Attend the church. Give an offering. Don't join any effort to build the church. Remain. Don't change. And see how your life will be. What you don't know is that there's a verse specially prepared for someone as wicked as you are. Malachi. Malachi. Chapter 3. Verse 18. It's my last verse tonight. Then 
aside, don't change. Chase the boy. Chase the girls. Chase the business. Go and do your galamse. Don't mind us. We, we have not been to school. We are fools. We don't have much to do with our lives. You are a wise man. We don't have any wisdom. You are a wise man. You are, you, you, you are an intelligent girl. We, we are just pastors. With nothing much to do with our lives. You are the one working with a good job. You are in the bank. You are in the nice. Continue. Go. Go. Move on. Don't change. Keep your Keep on. But when you go. You chase the money. Chase the money. Chase the life. Chase the dreams. When you return. You will discern. That there is a difference between. The righteous. And the wicked. And between him. That serves God. And him that serveth him not. I pray that you will not be him that serveth God not. I pray today my prayer is that you will serve God. Amen. And that you will not be among those who will not serve God. But just in case you will not listen. There will be a difference. And I pray that that difference. I pray. It's my prayer for you. That you don't live to experience the pain. That difference. Lift your two hands. Pray for us. Oh, those who desire to serve God, lift your hands and pray that you will do something for them. You will do something for your house. You will do something for the Lord. Lift your hands, everyone, for just five seconds. Pray. Lift your hands to save you. Mashalaba, Mashava Sunimo Kedevo Shalaba, Mashadimo Sekedebe. Grace, 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 grace. If you want to use your life to serve useless, to, to work where that work is useless, go on. They'll give you a wall clock when you retire. That next time, know what to do with your time. Lift your two hands. Mamasa. Malabasa. Melos. To serve you, continue. Continue your ways. But those who want to turn around, tonight you can turn around. Tonight you can turn around. Mayaya, Mayaya, Ayaba Suta, Ayaba Yaba Suta. I I I I I I I I I I I Sandumai, Sandumai, Asumanama. On the 12th of February, we are bringing the whole of Accra. Here. It may be your chance to get involved. It may be your chance. That may be a, an opportunity. Like the locusts, they can't fly very far. So they wait for the wind that is passing. And they fly into the wind. And the wind carries them far. A wind is blowing now. Oh, the wind. 
The wind is blowing now. The wind is blowing now. For all of us in our different areas, percentages, we are doing outreaches, we are gathering people. The basenta that usually brought one bus here on that day will bring seven buses. Amen. Seven oh. buses. Amen. It's your chance to be a part of what God is doing to build his house. Can you lift your two hands and pray as the Lord to help you to join this oh, effort? Yes. Help me, Lord. To join to this join effort. This to join this effort to join this effort pray this coming week we are going to pray Maradus Maradus pray help me Lord Anoint me, Lord. 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 Pray. Anoint me, Lord. Makashodiba. Empower me, Lord. And finally, I bet you didn't even know that we're fasting. say you are in this church, you are not aware that we are fasting. But just in case you didn't know, I'm informing you. This week, we've been in church praying every evening. But you never joined. You were here last week. We announced it. You didn't join. Why? Because God has determined There are hard things to say. But when you are anointed adequately, you can say that. God has determined that you should be destroyed. Because if you are not to be destroyed, then there's a chance for you this week to come here every evening from Tuesday to pray. Ask your neighbor. Ask everybody. Find somebody and ask. And when you ask, let the person also ask you and you also answer that has God determined to destroy you ask the person ask the person ask somebody ask him even to ask a question who doesn't want to ask because you see that God has determined that he must be destroyed yes ask your neighbor are you joining the fast this coming week. Are you joining the fast? As a person, from Tuesday to Friday, did you come here? Ask her, ask her, did you come here? Is it possible God has determined to destroy you? Oh, by the way, I want to announce before I forget, it's on my mind, but I'm a human being. I can't forget. That's why I'm saying it now. There are thieves here. The person sitting behind you or you yourself may be the thief. 
So I'm serious. Be careful. Your phone. If you are going to give an offering, take your phone along. Take your iPad along. Don't say that everybody is a Christian like you. There are thieves here. That's all. I've said it. Can you lift your two hands? That in this coming week, you'll be a part of what God is doing. Pray. Pray. That I'll be a part of what God is doing. Every eye closed. Chapel pastors and CEOs. CEOs, chapel pastors. I want to meet you in my office. Every eye closed. CEOs, chapel pastors. Please close your eyes. And bow your head. It's time to go to Jesus. And tell Jesus that. Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want to surrender my life to you. I don't know where you are. But today may be the day your heart is burning for a relationship with Jesus. I want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to be born again. Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. And if you are here, you want to be born again. Every eye closed. You want to surrender to Jesus. It's different from being a member of a church. You want to be born again. Wherever you are, you can lift up your right hand. Your right hand. Yes, lift it high. I see your hand. Lift it high. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift it high. I want to see the hand well. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Lift your hand high. Lift your hand high. Pastor, I want to be born again. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me. Come. Come to me here. Come to me here. Come. Clap your hands so that you are coming. God bless you. It's your night. God bless you. Somebody is standing in the congregation. Your only hope is Jesus. And standing in church doesn't mean that he's your Lord. He becomes your Lord when you publicly declare that you are giving your life over to him. If you are standing there and you have not taken that decision to give your life to Jesus, please come to the front right now. Come and join us here. Let's pray. Come. 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 Yes, come. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
God bless you. The only answer to the questions of your life, you know, the longest river in Africa is River Nile. The largest man-made lake, if that's the question, was the largest man-made lake in Africa, Lake Volta. Was the tallest mountain in Africa, Mount Kilimanjaro. It's the highest mountain in Ghana, Mount Afajatu. These are questions, and they have answers. Six plus 18, 24. Questions. The questions in your life as well. The answer is Jesus Christ. That is what we mean when we say Jesus is the answer. The drugs, the prostitution, the suicide, the depression, life not doing well. Jesus Christ is the solution, the answer to the problem of suicide alcoholism in your family Jesus is the answer if you want to join us you can come right now because Jesus is the answer if you want him join us here right now join us here right now yes keep clapping somebody is coming you want to join you want Jesus to be the answer to your life questions come now God bless you sir come God bless you God bless you God bless you You can try something else as an answer to your life's problems. People have tried drugs, clubbing, sex, fooling with friends. Ask them, did they get the answer right? No, because the right answer to your question, the question of your life is Jesus Christ. Is the answer. I want you to lift up your two hands, my dear. Lift your two hands. I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I come to you today. I surrender to you. I surrender to you because I realize, because I, realize I, am I am a sinner. I'm far from you. I'm far from you. I've done many bad things. Many bad things. Have mercy on me. Receive me. Receive me. Today, Today I, commit myself to you. I commit myself to Jesus. Jesus. Change, my life. Change my life. Change my life. Change my life. Make me your child. Make me your child. I'm starting a new life. I'm starting a new life. Help me. Help me. To walk with you. To walk with you. To live for you. To live for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. God bless you. What you've done is that you have taken a step. I saw you walking. Where were you? Were you from here? From here, yes. That walk here 
was a step, was a walk to Jesus. But you must continue to walk with him. I saw you coming from here. You come from here. From here. Continue. And you see the pastors who are standing there waving their hands. They will teach you. They will hold your hand and walk with you. Do you want to continue walking with Jesus? Or you want this prayer to be the end? You are going back to your girlfriends. The boozing. The gambling. You want to continue with Jesus? Then I want you to follow me now. Let's go. Keep clapping and let's welcome Bishop Kobe to lead us in the communion. Clap your hands and let's receive him. Why don't you clap your hands properly for the message you have just heard tonight? A lot of tonight's message just, it makes me ponder, it makes me think. But take out your communion tonight. Let's take the communion. Take your bread. Today's communion is for strength to continue. Yes. For strength to continue. Strength to continue. For strength to continue. Strength to continue. For some of you also, it's for strength to begin. <laughs> yes. Strength to continue. We are in, we are in a four-week operation. Four-week operation. I believe that this operation, don't think about it, is life-changing. Oh, yes. It takes a lot to tune us out of our selfishness. And to tune us into the mode of seeking God first. Oh, yes. Yeah. I believe it's the greatest thing. If you can find that secret, you are made. Yeah. So these four weeks, they will determine your life. Amen. Yeah, they will determine your destiny. Today, as you eat the bread, you are receiving strength to continue. Amen. I said you are receiving strength to continue. Amen. Rather than get weaker as the weeks go on, Jeez. you will get stronger in Jesus' Amen. name. You are receiving supernatural strength. Amen. Before now, your strength is supplied by physical bread. Jesus. I declare tonight oh. that in the coming weeks, yes. in the next three weeks, yes. your strength will come from the bread of life himself. Amen. Receive strength. I receive it. Say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. Say, as I eat it, as I, eat it I receive supernatural strength. I receive supernatural strength. Strength to continue. Strength to continue. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. Last week I told you that athletes cheat. 
by giving themselves a blood transfusion. Because your strength is in your blood. Tonight, as you drink this blood, you are receiving supernatural strength. Amen. Supernatural strength. Amen. Your natural strength is being replaced. It's being replaced with supernatural strength. From tonight, what you could not do before, physically you'll be able to. Some of you, this week, you say, I can't fast beyond 12 o'clock. This coming week, because of the supernatural strength you are receiving, you will fast before 12 noon. Amen. Beyond 12 noon. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. Say, as I drink it, as I drink it, I receive life. I receive life. I receive supernatural life. I receive supernatural life. I receive supernatural strength. I receive supernatural. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Drink it. Now lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I bless you now with the blessing of supernatural strength. Amen. Strength to go through these four weeks. Amen. And after these four weeks, strength to walk in the way of the Lord. Amen. I said you are receiving strength to walk in that narrow road. Amen. In that narrow way. Amen. You are receiving strength to stay with the few who find the narrow way. Receive supernatural strength in the name of Jesus. You are receiving strength against carnal appetites in the name of Jesus. You are receiving strength to labor for a blessing in the name of Jesus. You are receiving strength to go beyond just being a church church attendee. Some, somebody is receiving strength to join the choir. Strength to be a dancing star. Strength to be an instrumentalist. You are receiving strength to be a basenta leader. Some basenta leaders are receiving strength now to build three basentas, five basentas. Supernatural strength in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the manifestation of supernatural strength. You used to be tired shepherding five people after this communion oh. you will have strength for 30 amen 30 amen 30 amen you used to come to church and be in a hurry to go home because you are tired now they will have to chase you out of the church because the energy and the strength you will have to do the work I tell you, you are receiving supernatural strength in the name of Jesus somebody is receiving strength for prayer prayer, I was talking to a brother he said, I was confused at the point in my life, so I moved to another part of town to join my prayer, I used to pray 8 hours a day 8 hours a day 8 hours a day everybody thought I had backslidden I was in prayer. You are receiving strength for spiritual activities. Amen. When you lie down to pray, they will think you are asleep, not knowing that you were praying before they went to sleep. Whilst they were asleep, you were praying. As they are woken up, you are still praying. Receive supernatural strength. In the name of Jesus. Father, tonight we bless you. We glorify you. Thank you for the body and the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend 
at 7.30 p.m. on Saturdays, as well as 7.30 a.m. and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ago on Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.